Shirey hanging out with us this morning. I want to say thanks to Martin and Xavier Houston getting our day going with the Martin Houston Show. You hear them weekday 6 and 7. We had our guys Whippenberry Sanderson on inside the locker room from 7 to 9. And Gary Harris just wrapped up the Gary Harris Show from 9 to 11. We'll be with you till noon. Matt Coulter's back in saddle. Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, and Christian Miller will be on Big Noon Sports. We'll have Ryan Fowler on the game from 2 until 6. And then we'll do a little bit of, we'll do a little bit of Stingray tonight. It's Thursday, Stingray. We'll do Stingray. We'll do uh, Trent Richardson and his pal Reggie Ragland, two Alabama legends, on the ropes this evening. And Chuck Oliver to close it on down taking us to midnight so stick with us we'll be live and local all day long right here on tide 100.9 and you can download that tide 100.9 app it's the best way to keep up with all your alabama crimson tide news and notes you can follow us on the twitter machine today if you want to send us all your comments questions queries and complaints at tide 109 at septimus underscore 40 at jd Meary m-e-r-i right m-e-r-i m-e-r-r-y Ooh, thank you m-e-r-r-y not the same spelling as your last name. That's the confusing thing. Or at Joe Gaither 6. Uh, you can jump in on the on the Derry Daniel State Farm hotline at 205-342-9904. You want to jump in and chime in on any parts of the show or bring your own topics, you're welcome to do that. We love all of our listener interaction. Show is always proudly presented by Derry Daniel State Farm. Like a good neighbor, Derry Daniel and State Farm is there. We're sending our prayers out to the Daniel family after he and uh, his son underwent successful surgery after a car accident this past weekend. So uh, major, major, major uh, prayers and, and, and praises for uh, provision and protection on the Daniel family. All right, so what are we going to do for today? Let's, uh, okay, we got to start local as always because our girls played last night. And I got to say, the Alabama softball team that played last night looked like a team that might be something to be fear. It might be something to, to mess with. I was uh, you, you, you've heard me this week saying they had a tall task uh, with the SEC tournament this week. They have a difficult draw. Our friend Jeff in Tennessee called yesterday, and I predicted a two and one week uh, losing to Tennessee in the next round. But man, I got to give the girls a lot of props. Last night, taking down Missouri seven and two. Okay, I know Missouri, the thirteenth seed in the, in the SEC. But the girls, it didn't matter. The, girl, the, the girls came out and, and really uh, played at a high level. Ashley Prangy led, out, led the first inning with a, with a, with a monster solo shot for a 1-0. One of two home runs on the day for Prangy. Prangy basically bookend the offense for, for Alabama. The solo shot in the first, and then she hit a three, no, a two-run home. What does my notes say? Uh, three run homer. Yeah, uh, no, it was a two run homer uh, late in the late in the uh, late in the game to basically extend the lead and put and put it away for the tide. Uh, incredible night for the for Alabama. Montana Fouts ten, ten strikeouts uh, was in control basically the entire night. Uh, 
after her eighth strikeout, she she eclipsed 300 for the year. It's the second season ever. It's her second season having 300 strikeouts in a season. So obviously dominant last night. Uh, only giving up, only giving up two runs. And really, what impressed me the second inning, Coach Murphy. Okay, we've we've been on him about the offense. We've been on him about hitting. We've been on him about getting you know getting things going. Support for Montana Fouts. The second inning, the girls looked like old school Alabama. They looked like 2010, 2009, 2012 Alabama, where the girls are slapping the ball, moving runners, uh, get hit, hits into the gap. Uh, there, there was sacrifice. There was attempts at a couple sacrifice bunts that you know you make the defense play the ball and. Good things happen. A couple of errors. A couple of girls get get on base uh, due, due to errant throws or due to poor decisions defensively. The second inning was great. The, the Tide ended up uh, taking away three runs off of uh, four, uh, I think three hits, but but they moved, the ball, moved a lot of batters around. And really, from there, it was on. So tonight, you get back into action. Oof, well, you hope you're going to get back into action if weather allows of the, at the SEC tournament. Yesterday's game was supposed to get started at 4 p.m., uh, but got started at 9 p.m. local time. So five-hour delay for, for our girls based on lightning, uh, and that's got to be so, – uh, uh, a difficult, a, a difficult, um, a difficult hurdle to deal with. Just, just something, just something else to deal with when you know you're, you're kind of backs against the wall to win the SEC tournament. Our girls are safely in the big field for for the NCAA tournament, and our girls are looking nice to host a regional. Uh, a, a deep run after LSU lost a deep run for our girls can, can see them host a, a super regional. So there's a lot on the line for our girls this weekend. Uh, and, and and really, we, we've talked about how the season was a little bit underwhelming, giving up oh, at 37 and 18, I believe, 18 losses, the most since 2018. Uh, it's, we, we talked about it being an underwhelming season, but none of that matters anymore. No, none of that matters at all anymore. It's all about the postseason. You go out, you make it to Omaha, everybody's going to say, wow, this season, the girls really pulled it together at the end, I think. Uh, you make it out to o- Omaha, and I-, I think that'd be a huge accomplishment based on what, uh, based on how the season has gone so far. But if the team that you got last night continues through the rest of the weekend, I think they can make, it, make some noise. Seth, well, how far do you think they can? I mean, they're playing Arkansas tonight. How do you feel about taking on the Razorbacks at home in in tonight's round. It's going to be an interesting game. I, I mean, it's the quarterfinals. Yeah, it, and it's honestly, I don't feel super comfortable like projecting what I think this team is going to do until after this game. I think this game is going to be a huge kind of litmus test to see, you know, how good is this team right now, really? Because they looked great last night. I mean, like you said, you know, obviously some things went your way with errors. But, you know, everything that you wanted to see from the team you saw, it was just an all-around good win. And, you know, that's great. You know, you got some momentum, but Arkansas is a tougher team than Missouri. Um, And it's going to take, you know, that same kind of mentality of, you know, this is, like you said, this is the postseason. You know, none none of the regular season really matters now beyond what you do and going out there and winning. So, you know, it's going to be a test, but I feel, you know, we could absolutely win this game. It's going to be probably a close game uh we've obviously we've had a series against them we lost it i believe one to two uh but we lost by a combined three runs in those two games one of them went to overtime one of them went to extra innings so you know we've been close with them when we played them this year and i see no reason to think that you know with the way the team is playing right now arkansas is playing well too but like it, it should be a great game and it's going to be a real battle for them yeah, I think this has to be the 
the the, the standard, if you say, uh, the game plan. You have to be able to put up runs early. You have to be able to take some of that pressure off your starting pitching, which really hasn't been so much of the problem this season at all. It's been the offense. And when you put up runs early, it just – I believe it was, what, four in that second inning, or they had four Three in the second inning. They, they had a solo shot in the first, and then they three in the second. Four in the second inning is what I mean. Right, yeah, yeah. perfect. It, it, not a huge total, but more than they've had earlier in the season. And more than building and so stacking, far. stacking. Exactly. But at least those four runs are that early. Your starting pitcher can go, okay, you know, we can, we can kind of relax a little bit. There's no pressure to keep the other team off the board before we're off the board. You know, that starting early and that continuing to slowly but surely add on if you can, that's huge. And hopefully they can continue that. 100%. I pulled up the second inning, the second inning uh, play-by-play. We, we said uh, eight batters, uh, eight batters to the point. Uh, three runs, three, uh, three runs, three hits, one error. They left a girl on base, but, but you're moving base runners. Uh, uh, Kim Kahalen, she singles to get on. Boom. Your, your leadoff batter gets on base. Huge, huge to start an inning. And Dowling singles to move to, to, to move them on. You got, you got runners on first and second. Broadfoot grounds out, but she moves the runners along. That was a a sacrifice bunt. She basically bunted down the first base line. It was per- perfect small ball. Move the runners from, uh, over to second and third with one out. Perfect. Uh, uh, Callie Hevlin singled to score a run and move, and move, and move down, Dowling into third. Move. But uh, this is not like groundbreaking offense. We're not smacking the ball out of the park. This is exactly what you what you need to be doing. And then, and then uh, and what's her name? White, uh, the young lady, uh, Callie White. Uh, I, I look look up uh, look up. The, she's a center fielder. Uh, she ends up re- she gets a fielding error because she was going to do a sacrifice bunt. She's trying to sacrifice bunt. Uh, she's trying to sacrifice bunt to bring in Dowling. And basically, they throw the ball. They throw the ball past the first base base woman, and she gets on base. So she scores a run. And and scores on what would have been a sack. It was perfect. Another another bunt laid down. They had to bring in a new pitcher. They've kind of been rat. They rattled the starter. Uh, then it's Kristen White, isn't it? Yes, yes, Kristen White. Uh, she she moves on a wild pitch. She and, and then uh, Jenna Johnson scores her. Basically scores her in. So this is the game plan. This if you can if you can do this early in the games. Get after these pitchers. It doesn't need to be home runs. It doesn't need to be, oh, wow, homegirl hit a hit a triple. Homegirl hit a double. This is rudimentary stuff. You, 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 have, you have a gapper into the outfield. You have two bunts in this inning. You have a missed throw. Jenna Johnson hits a hit right into the outfield as well, right short of right field. But it wasn't over the right footer's head. Nobody moved. It was just perfectly placed. This is Alabama softball. And if the girls can play the pass-the-bat game, like they did last night, you get up early, just like Muirfield said. You let Montana Fouts really get on top of the batter, really put the pressure on her. Uh, and, and then, you know, you can bring in a secondary pitcher if you need to, if you want to, if you want to mix up a look. I, I, I'm, I'm excited. You know, I wasn't excited about this team. I'll be honest. I was not excited about the, the postseason until last night's effort. I was like, okay, I'm going to pay attention to the postseason because, you know, I'm an Alabama fan. This is my team. This is my school. These girls have uh, paid, you know, have paid their dues and have earned our support uh, just for wearing the A and going to class and doing all the right things. And really, I think they have. I think this, this group um, – I think this group has represented Alabama well uh, th- throughout their time here. At, uh, th- throughout their time, despite last year's poor, you know, poor postseason result, I think that this group has re- re- earned our respect and earned our fandom. So I was like, okay, I'm going to watch. I'm going to mix in Alabama softball on top of my NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs. My my my, my remote was getting worked out last night. It was back forth, back forth, back forth. Uh, 
But the girls made me excited. The girls made me excited. The girls made me think, all right, on Thursday, tonight, I'm going to watch them again. We're going to, and, and, and they gave me hope. They gave me a little bit of confidence. They gave me more confidence than I would have had, Seth. I appreciate your apprehension because I think uh, Arkansas is worthy of our respect. And as we saw in the regular season, you can lose to them just like that. I believe Arkansas won the SEC regular season last year. Uh, they obviously finished fourth this season. They came coming into the SEC tournament. Uh, but but, they're, but they're, they've been a good program. We know that uh, they, they had our girl KB sides last year, and they've been, been building. So it's going to be a tough matchup tonight. Right now, scheduled for 7 p.m. All you softball fans, be ready for a late night. They're already in, in weather delay over in Fayetteville. So I, I, I would, I'm at, if we're going to get it in, hopefully it's at 7. Might be 8, 9, 10. Get your coffee brewing and uh, get ready to support the Crimson Tide. Hey, we're going to go ahead and take our break right here. When we come back, John Muirfield will figure out what else we want to talk about. The NFL schedule starting to drop. Lots of great basketball last night. Uh, J.J. Reddick interviewing for a job maybe not he doesn't deserve. Uh, we got a lot of other things to get into right here on Cup of Joe. We want to invite you to jump in and join us on the Derrick Daniel State Farm hotline at 205-342-9904. You're listening to Cup of Joe on Tide 100.9. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought... Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A warm, humid afternoon, a mix of sun and clouds, scattered showers and thunderstorms around through tonight. The high today, 84, tonight's low 65. Tomorrow, occasionally cloudy with scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms during the day. The high, 84. I'm James Spann of the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 78 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best place for your high school football coverage is right here on Tide 100.9 and online on Tide100.9.com. Madness on Tide 100.9. Seb Shirey, Joe Gaither, John Muirfield, hanging out with you guys for another 35, 40 minutes or so. Welcome in to, to jump. You're welcome to jump in on the Derry Daniel State Farm Hotline at 205-342-9904. Lots of news in every sport. News in every sport, except for college football. Uh, so uh, we're going to talk about, oh my gosh, schedule release day. Oh, it's so exciting. As a Bears fan, my terrible franchise, it's the NFL draft, and then it's the schedule release day. Hope springs eternal. And you know what? It's a tale as old as time, John Muirfield. My Chicago Bears open with the Wisconsin terrorists, the cheeseheads. Oh, we're going we're, we're gonna to kick their butt this year. We're going to kick their butt. This is the year. Do you it's know? a good way to start the year. No, really. it's not. No, it's not. No, no, it's not. Because, look, the Khalil Mack year, I built myself up. The NFL 100 season, I built myself up. Every bleeping year that we start with those 
You may have to dump some of this. Oh, gosh. Whatever. You, you remember we talked about Bob Huggins the other day and how he uses nasty language talking about his rivals? Yeah. that Like, that's that's how I feel about the uh, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, deep down. And it's only because they've broken my heart dozens and millions of times over. Uh, yes, the Khalil Mack game. You go in, you're up like 22 to nothing at halftime. Rodgers is hurt. He comes out on all kinds of drugs because he doesn't care about his body or his health, and he beats us. Randall Cobb breaks my heart. Oh, my gosh. So we're starting. The Bears are starting week one and 18 with Green Bay. So first and last. All right, but that, that you guys don't care about that. We What you might care about is the NFL opener, Lions at the Chiefs. What an odd matchup to start our season, to start our our NFL season. Obviously, you got to start with the defending, the defending champions. It's a tradition. I start with the defending champions, and I'm going to assume they're playing on Thursday night because that's just per tradition. Uh, but you're playing the Lions the Detroit Jameer Gibsons, the Detroit Jamison Williams won't be playing. Uh, but who else will be playing for for, for our Alabama Crimson Titers? Uh, Brian Branch just got just got drafted to the Detroit Lions. So both those guys are going to get their rookie debuts. They're going to start the season off. Do you like the matchup to start the season? Lions and Chiefs. I mean, look. It tells you all you need to know about the NFL. They think Detroit's going to be the the, uh, the real deal this year. And we're going to have to see. You want to run the North Detroit? We're going to have to see it. How many times has Detroit won the NFC North in my lifetime? I think it's zero. I think it's zero. Sounds about right. But, yeah, no, I was basically going to say that as, you know, on, on the surface, it's like, yeah, what is this game? But when you really think about it, I love it. I really do love this matchup. I, I mean, I think it's an interesting one. And that's. That- stations of your area. We are testing equipment that can quickly warn you during emergencies. If this had been an actual emergency, an official message would have followed the alert tone. This concludes this test of the emergency alert system. And overall, just an intriguing matchup. It's going to be interesting. Absolutely. I think the last time, I think I just pulled up the last time the, the Chiefs and Lions played. I believe that was the last time they played. Uh, the Chiefs won 34-30. It was, a, was it an overtime game? Or was it last? It, 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 was a, it, was a, it was an end. Of, it was basically a, a last possession ball game. And this was on the start of kind of the ascension of the Detroit. Uh, there was a fumble at the end, wasn't there? Yeah. I'm not sure, but do you see the uh, highlight? You see that, run, that running back there? That is one Shady McCoy. That is one LaShawn McCoy. So it's been a few years, but yeah, I mean, it's an intriguing matchup. Absolutely. And a lot of new faces um, on the Lions, obviously. And, you know, the Chiefs are going to have a couple of personnel changes, I believe, but not not much. I mean, they're, they're pretty much trying to return that Super Bowl team, I think. So it's it's going to be cool. I mean, it's it's not it's not a blue blood. I mean, it, on one hand, yeah, the Lions are maybe somewhat of a historic franchise, you know, for sure. But absolutely. They are historic. When you're talking about when you're talking about recent juggernauts, though, <laughs> the Chiefs absolutely come to mind. The Lions are way far back there, so um, it's, it switches it up. But it's a team on the rise versus an established power. I think that's an interesting narrative, and I see what they're trying to do. I I, I appreciate it. It's going to be perfect. You start the Lions zero one. 
Bears beat the Packers in the first week. Who do, who do the Vikings play? we got to find out. Vikings go 0-1, and after the first week, our guys are on top of the division, and it's on from there. Perfect. Mirfield, I'm going to let you and Sep go for a second because you guys are Saints fans. Anything I, I haven't seen any Saints news. Uh, Saints are our closest, uh, outside of the Falcons, our, our, our closest NFL franchise right here to the station. Have y'all seen any? Or are you pumped for any? Uh, what, when do you want Bryce Young? When do you want Bryce to come down to the Superdome? I don't. You know, it, it pains me to even see him like lining up for the other team that I'm cheering for. So yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> I don't know if I want to postpone it at all. I don't know if I'm ready. I, I think it'll be early though. I think we'll see him like early week two or three. Yeah, if I could choose, I would choose week one. Week one to the dome. I mean, why not? But yeah, like I mean, I don't want to think about it. I just don't want to think about it. So you know. <laughs> It's, you know, it is what it is. It, I'm trying to accept it. You know, it's the stages of uh, grief and whatnot. But uh, week one would be ideal, absolutely. Throw a rookie quarterback into the Superdome. I need sure. you guys to get two wins over the Carolina Panthers so that uh, the Panthers are, are slotted in like that fifth, sixth range. Next year, the Bears take their pick. We can take Dallas Turner or Kool-Aid McKinstry with the Carolina Panthers pick next year. That would be very nice. Can you do that for us? I, I don't know. I mean, I've seen the Panthers projected to win the NFC South by some people. I don't know if I agree, but I'm also no, very that biased. that is trash. I'm also very that is biased. awful. I mean, I, th- I when you look at it, I think the Saints are – obviously, the Saints are the favorites in Vegas, I think, still – um, I would the put draft. the, uh, you know, just off the top of my head, like barely even thinking about it, I'd go Saints, I'd go Saints, Bucks, Falcons, Panthers. I'd put the Panthers still last. I uh, love you, I love no, you, Bryce. They're, they're above the Bucks. They're absolutely above the Bucks. The Bucks are in full rebuild mode. Do you like Baker more than Bryce? No, do, no, I don't do you, really. Do, do, do you like uh, Chris Godwin and uh, and Mike Evans more than more than the weapons with, with the uh, with the Carolina Panthers? I mean, the weapons may be sure, but I I think the Bucks are at a mode now where they they're post Brady. They're officially trying to just you know obviously they went out and got Baker. I mean, you want a competent quarterback, but I I mean maybe Trask is not going to be anything, and that's no. why they brought Baker in. But he's not going to be anything. But what if Baker goes out there and just absolutely looks like he did at times over the last few years? Like, what do you do then? Well, if what you're saying is true and they're in full rebuild, rebuild mode, we'll go with you there. That's perfect. And they just tank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's perfect. And that's what I'm they saying. Caleb Williams or uh, Drake May. And that's what I think. That's what I think the Bucks are trying to do. I, I, I think the Panthers are absolutely a more competitive okay. team this season. Okay, than the Bucks. all right. The Bucks well, I'll are, go with you. Bucks are dead last in the NFC South, in Shoot, my opinion. That's not the news I wanted to hear. The Bucks are in a dark place right now. Oh man, that post, I, I, I was, that post I was, Brady depression, that post Brady era. Well, did you see? What the what the New England Patriots are doing honoring Tom Brady week number one up in New England. Um, does that feel a little soon? Does that feel a little weird? Uh, a little like you just retired? You've been playing for the for the Bucks for the last three years. To me, it feels like the sooner you do it and the sooner you have your whole ceremony and everything, it, in a way, it's like we don't have to you do can't come again. back anymore. We okay. already honored you. Fair. There, there's no more coming back. I know you're thinking about it. You can't do it. Nope. We already honored you. That's the rules. Yeah. I love it. Fair. Like no, 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 no comeback here. No, no executive position for you here. We're just gonna send send you off with your uh, with your plaque and a thank you. Everybody, everybody at Foxborough will be, give you a big old standing ovation. John Mirfield, let's head out to the Derek Daniel State Farm Hotline. We'll find our friend Jeff in Tennessee. Jeff, y'all got rained out last night, brother. 
Yeah. Oh, he's he asleep again. Oh, I'm gonna put him back. Don't hang up on him. I'm gonna put him on hold. You gotta wake him up. I, I'm pretty. Oh, yeah. That's why I flipped to SEC Network. Kentucky and Florida got rained out last night as a part of the uh, as a part of the rain delays over in Fayetteville. And so right now, Kentucky and Florida are playing in their first round. I know he's awake. We're it's a it's a bit. It's a bit. We'll go back to him in just a second. Right now, Kentucky and Florida are playing in the third inning. Uh, so they are actually playing in Fayetteville. That, that's that's excellent. Uh, Florida up one to nothing in the third inning. Let's go out and see if he's still awake. He's not. No. All right. See ya. We'll just hang up on him then. If he's not awake, then uh, I thought it was a bit. <laughs> I guess not. Uh, so that's what I was going to talk to him about. Kentucky getting rained out last night. But they're probably going to lose right here, be eliminated, and we won't have to see the Wildcats any longer. So can you can you give me a minute? Can you cut your arm open a little bit and let's see some blue and orange last night? J- Jalen Brunson, 38 points. Julius Randle going off, playing like a real team. They looked like a competent team. They looked, honestly, for the first time in this series, like a competent team. And I, and I was waiting. I was waiting. I was texting my friends. Heat down 10, fourth quarter. Can they come back? Oh, and they're, they're, they're biting away. Down seven, down four, down two, down four, down seven, down four. The answer was always that they could absolutely come back. And that's every, every Knicks fan watching that game, everyone watching that game. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a Knicks fan. Everyone knows the Knicks pedigree, I think, at this point. And, yeah, I mean, people were just on the edge of their seat for a while there. And that was a nerve-wracking experience. But ultimately, to, you know, win it by nine or whatever we ended up winning it by, it feels good. I mean, it feels good. And I've I've told you on the show multiple times this week, I've been terrified because – they have just looked non-existent. I mean, the fire's not there, as Julius Randle said, and he was right. You know, the Heat seemed to have wanted it more. And uh, backs against the wall, they go out there and they do what they need to do. Jalen Brunson absolutely goes crazy. Um, you know, Randle contributed at a solid level. I think I, I truly think he's still not 100% healthy. I think he's maybe sitting about 85% healthy, but he's given it his all. Um, he's also getting guarded by Bam, Bam Adebayo, second team all defense, just came out. So, um, you know, he, he's had his his struggles, but, you know, R.J. Barrett, man. I just want to talk he about— He great. I just want to talk about R.J. Barrett for a second because— He, he, took, he was assertive. Through the first part of this season, I was basically coming to terms with the Knicks need to move on from R.J. Barrett to be successful. I was, I was basically—I was watching the games, and what I was gathering, I was thinking— it is time to move on from RJ, man. We might be able to still dish him for you know some good return, but it needs to happen. He takes too many shots. He's inefficient. He plays good defense, and he's got good size, but, man, he just can't shoot. He just can't shoot. And what he did is he didn't even really you know, improve his shooting dramatically down the stretch. He just figured out what he needs to do, and what he needs to do is shoot close to the rim drive to the basket and shoot around the basket. And, you know, occasionally when you're open on a three, take it. You're, you're, proven, you're a proven shooter to a degree. You know, if it's an open three, take it. But don't try forcing stuff. And he's cut back so much on trying to, you know, iso ball, pop, fade away three, which he wants to do. You know, it's he was the number one overall recruit in the country. He was this guy billed as, you know, can do it all, can score at every level, you know, just one of the a perfect recruit. He was number one over Zion for a reason. I mean, it's an easy it's easy to be the number one overall recruit in the country when you're playing in Canada. 
Also true. Also <laughs> true. I think he went to IMG or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's, he it's was native playing of Canada. I'm, yeah, I'm teasing. Yeah, I'm teasing. Canada joke. Sure. What did you, well, okay, man, and, and give me your, your Knicks feeling when Mitchell Robinson's on the on the line. They're, they're intentionally fouling him, and he goes three for four. And then, well, really, he went, he went five of seven. He went five of seven down the stretch. So uh, just stepping up right there, the garden going crazy with every free throw made. Uh, it, it was nerve-wracking. I mean, like, Mitchell Robinson, I don't know if people realize this, he is having a historically bad free-throw shooting yes. playoffs. I mean, literally, he's in the bottom three all-time for free-throw percentage in the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, it, it was nerve-wracking to say the least. But th- for him, for it was, you know, hack a Mitch, as a lot of Knicks pages are calling it, because, yeah, like— Spolstra, all credit to him. He's a smart guy. When the game's coming down to it, why not send a guy to the line who's like literally 26, 27% in the playoffs from the line? Um, and it didn't work out for them. Mitch stepped up there. Uh, he knocked down one out of two one time, and then he knocked down two, two, two. Yeah. Uh, when it was most needed. So, you know, all credit to Mitch. He's been playing incredible. If he can, you know, foul, fouls have been the biggest thing for him. If he can, you know, keep his fouls down. He is a force down low. I mean, Bam Adebayo doesn't really have an answer for him physically, I think. Uh, Mitch has got Bam by maybe an inch or two. He's maybe a little stronger, and obviously Bam is a tremendous player. And but He's a little we, thin. He, what, he's a little light in the britches. What we've seen, though, too, is Bam hasn't been matched up with him a right. lot. Bam's been on Randall, um, and Kevin Love has been in charge of trying to deal with Mitchell Robinson. And, you know, Mitchell is not the, the biggest offensive threat, but when you match him up with Kevin Love— old man Kevin, he's going to make Kevin look old. Um, and that's what we've seen at times. And it's just, I really hope that they can take this momentum because I'm getting my, I'm getting my hopes Don't up. Don't do it. I wasn't, Don't I was do really it. trying not to get do my hopes up. Do not do it. But after that game, man, I, my the hopes are Miami up. Heat. If we still won in Miami, if we, we go down to Miami and still won, it's back in MSG for game seven. Give me that. Give me MSG game seven no. for it all. <laughs> To go to the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time since 99? Give me that all day. You know both teams are getting slaughtered go by York, whoever go. comes out of the other series. I mean, most likely, but <laughs> do you know how big of a win for the Knicks getting just getting to the ECF would be? It'd be huge. It'd be huge. Absolutely. A gigantic. I mean... What's going on? Jeff is awake, but Kentucky is in trouble. Jeff, you got bases loaded. The Gators have bases loaded. Bottom of the third, no outs, down one uh, to zero. Uh, uh, well, well, we're supposed to talk about out, I guess. I, I don't know. But they don't have much pitching. They don't hit enough, so I wouldn't be surprised if they lost. So I'm not surprised. So. How's your day going today, Jeff? What's on your mind, brother? Not, not too bad. Just, uh, you know, trying to, trying to keep cool. It's about 85 degrees, I think. So. Another hot day. And- in Tennessee. But, oh, you know, it's going to get hotter. We're getting ready to uh, have our spring fling here in a couple of weeks. We do something no other state does in the country. We take all our spring sports and have a four or five day uh, a carnival, bring them all together. I remember. I remember. Spring fling is a great 30th, event. 30th year we've done it. It's a great event. Over state in the country does what does what we do. But, uh, but that, I told y'all about that, about that starting quarterback. Now, well, what's this basketball talk? Don't tell me you're a Knicks fan. Uh, one, one of our one of our associates is. Go ahead. I would, but no, he's not tell you, man. He's a Randall fan. Is that true? Speak for yourself. I wore a Randall jersey to the studio yesterday. Oh, yeah, you're a Kentucky, you're a Kentucky fan, but not a Randall fan, right? You're a Randall fan, not a Kentucky fan. I'm right? a, I am not a Kentucky fan. I am a oh, Julius Randall fan. He is the uh, just he's a great player, no doubt. I mean, he's, good. 
he's good. He's, he's, got, he's got to play better. They go win the series that week. I think he's, he's poised. Like he's I think he's poised for a thirty-point game. Hey, I hope he has thirty-five and twenty, about like Davis did the night. They need to, That's what he needs. To, they go on fancy. He needs that, and uh, Quickman needs to play too. He's, he's not hurt. He needs to play. But, but uh, you know, if they if they play like that, if they play like that, they got a chance. But he's got a lot of momentum. When when Cody Zeller can dominate him, you know something's wrong. So you know, when Cody Zeller comes in there and beats him to death. Jeff, do you have more hair than Cody Zeller? Uh, I hope so. All right, I was just—I mean, I don't—I'm I don't, so. just curious. Do you, do you have more hair than Cody Zeller? I do. I, I, I'm, okay, well, I'm I sure. Hope, I, hope, I, hope, I hope so, but uh, but uh, and uh, but but uh, you know, no. Uh, what, what about Bama? They they beat did they beat Arkansas yet? Well, we haven't played yet, Jeff. That's going to be about well, seven well, see, or eight o'clock. The four hour the four hour rain play. We had we got to play Friday morning. We win. We play today and Friday morning. We play Tennessee Friday morning. You do know that, Greg? I, I did know that. Yes, I did. Yeah, four four hour rain play. The, Jeff, did you listen the, to the, the first? The hogs, Jeff, did you listen the to the first rain, segment at all? What's that now? Did you listen to the first segment at all? Uh, uh, yes, I did. Uh, I, all we talked about was I, softball. I knew that. I knew. <laughs> I knew that. Well, you talking softball when you're good, but you're not very good this year. But that's okay. We spent. I don't ever without host a regional in softball. Uh, it's unlikely. It's outside looking in. You're right. Correct. Good First time in how many years? Good and out. Oh gosh. Uh, twenty three. Twenty uh, something. At least. John, look it up. I think it was ninety nine. The last the time. The house is closed. Okay. Like the suds bucket. Like the suds bucket in Bull Durham is closed. Well, if it's closed for the season, that's all right. The, the, the girls uh, made their own bed. They can lie in it. True, true. Well, y'all, y'all have a good week now. Hang out. Uh, you too, Jeff. Appreciate you, man. Have a great day. Jeff in Tennessee. I hope the Rhodes House is not closed. Uh, but well, let's be honest. They are on the outside looking in of the Super Regional. I think they could host a regional. But a Super Regional is going to be a little tough. Going to be a little tough. So, 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 uh, going to have to make a, a good run here this week. And Florida, unbelievable. The Kentucky Wildcats got out of their bases loaded situation without giving up a run. Uh, congratulations, Wildcats. They are now, they're still down one to zero in the game, but they did get out of the situation without giving up a single run. So they're going into the fourth inning one to zero, and Kentucky is coming up to bat. Once again, Our Lady's to play at 7 o'clock tonight, uh, but looking like that might be 7, 8, 9 o'clock uh, later, uh, l- l- later, into, uh, later into the night. Uh, well, let's, let's go ahead and take our break right here, right here, John Muirfield. And when we come back, we'll hit on Lakers Warriors. We'll hit on J.J. Redick. We'll hit on uh, many other topics right here on Cup of Joe. You're listening to Tide 100.9. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. Marlon Humphrey will host his first 5K called the Marquee Mile on June 10th in Calera, Alabama. Alabama currently ranks number one for most players currently on NFL rosters. Four-star class of 2024 cornerback and current Tennessee commit Marcus Gorey Jr. has received an offer from Alabama. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. You're listening to the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9. 
what the NFL should have done for its opening game. Opening game of the year, already announced Lions at Chiefs. But what they should have done, I can't believe they didn't do this. Why didn't you put the Dolphins at the Chiefs, right? Because it's the only game they can promise. They can all promise this. Tua Tagovailoa is going to be healthy to play Patrick Mahomes. You think so? Wouldn't you rather have do- do- Dolphins, Chiefs, healthy Tua, healthy, uh, healthy Tua, Tyreek Hill going at his old squad for the first week? Remade, uh, I mean, remade Dolphins roster. As a as a Alabama fan, I would, but I mean, I think that I think that Lions game is equally as exciting though, because it was Jared Goff who had that weird, like crazy game against Patrick Mahomes. However long ago that was, twenty eighteen Rams Chiefs, one of the best games of all time. I don't know if he'll ever replicate <laughs> that again, but I mean, I'd like to see that again. I didn't that, even that think about that game I've ever seen. That's probably what the NFL is going for. I bet that's their little angle is that was one of the best regular season NFL games ever. Yeah, it they was. had that on like a, a random Thursday. It was a Thursday night game, yeah, and yeah. it was like 50-something to 48 or 52 40. It was crazy. It was if back and set forth. The tone, if you could set the tone for the season with another game like that or even something close to that, I think that's what they're going for too. All right, all right. Did you uh, check out any the Lakers last night? Watch our man Anthony Davis wheeled out of here. I did, I did, and I wish Hunter Brantley was here to comment on this because I know he's a big Lakers guy. There, there are so many things. To <laughs> he say. hates AD though. So many things to say about the Lakers. I, I, I can't believe that they're. For you know, I used to question all the hate that they got on Twitter and everything, and all the all the hate that a franchise would get. If you just sit and watch the Lakers sometimes, or even their fan base, it is so funny to watch. It's some of the most entertaining things I've seen because the. It, it, some of the stuff that happens to them, like you'll mention Anthony Davis in a second here. That's where I'm going with this. Anthony Davis. You, you, I'll mention Anthony Davis and, and where you're going with this. What? He's, I, 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 I question if, if he's a, a real NBA player sometimes. Oh, oh, well, you question his toughness. You question his ability, whether, whether he wants to be a pro basketball player. I question, I question all of that. Whether he's a real so person, if he's not an alien. I, I, is he even real at this point? Anthony Davis last night, uh, put, he had a good, real good, he had a good game to get started with. Uh, I don't know what his final stat line was, but left the game with like eight, nine minutes left after getting elbowed, mm, elbowed sort of in the head by Kevon Looney. And, and then people making fun of him for getting wheeled out of there uh, on suspicion of a concussion. Uh, late reports after the game last night report that he's not concussed. So uh, it seems like he will likely be good to go on, uh, on what, front. On th- Saturday night, it's uh, Thursday. On Friday night, on Friday night, excuse me, tomorrow night. Uh, Anthony Davis with 23 points, nine rebounds in the contest. Uh, but yeah, like I said, left the game early, and the Warriors, wa- Warriors were up ten, and then basically, I'm cooking dinner, and and, and Charles Barkley's like, well, what I would do if I was the Warriors is come out and try to spread it back to ten to get them to sit the sit sit out the Lakers. And, and by golly, that's exactly what they did. The Warriors stretched it out to a twenty-point lead, and Lakers tried to cut it back. The Lakers, stre- uh, the Warriors stretched it again, and the Lakers b- b- basically waved the white flag. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, kind of a you know game that was pretty much never in doubt. I want to say. I mean, obviously the Lakers cut it down, um, cut down the lead considerably at times, but especially after AD left, I mean. But, I, you know, I'm going to give AD just a, the tiniest bit of defense here. Kevon Looney is a big guy. That is a man, and he got whacked in the head by that dude's arm. I mean, I, 
you know, maybe the wheelchair is a little excessive and he's going to, you know, get made fun of for the wheelchair, I guess. And obviously now that it comes out that he doesn't even have a concussion, he basically just got hit hard in the head and he looks a little bit uh, soft. But, but does he look soft or is he just like a seven foot two guy? And eight, like, honestly, when I see AD, I, and you see it sort of with, with, with Embiid as well, it's just limbs flailing, legs and arms everywhere. And, and, and I mean, he's a hell of a basketball player, and, and so is Embiid. But like, it's like, and he just puts, and it just seems like he's so large and so long that he's always get in positions that like, you or I or anybody, anybody with a regular sized body would not be, you know, oh, my hand wouldn't be getting caught up in, 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 you know, in this in this crowd of people. And oh, I twisted my arm or, you know, oh, my I just, I just feel like he's such an abnormally large person that, uh, that, 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 you know, he's more prone to getting hurt. I know. And and I'm not saying that, you know, the, these guys, these tall guys, especially like you said, they they get they battle down there. And when you when you or going up for a rebound or you're battling down low or something you take a lot of you take a lot of um take a lot of pressure to your body you take a lot of bumps and a lot of hits and everything but i am sorry a wheelchair like i'm so like i i can't get over the fact that is you already have a guy who is constantly ribbed on what if he's just tired no 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 no, no. i'm not you have a guy who is already constantly made fun of for being hurt all the time for constantly he is always banged up. He cannot catch a break. He'll have a big game like every other game or so to kind of make you forget about that. And he's like, oh, he's back. And then he's getting wheeled out after getting bumped in the head. You know what I mean? Do you I'm think like, he just went to the bathroom in his pants like Paul Pierce did? I don't think so. I re- like honestly, I think I think they w- I, that'd be a better excuse than getting wheeled out after getting like a bump to the head. You know? Exactly. I mean, he's, I would rather I would rather him have to go to the bathroom and get wheeled out. Well, I mean. How many times we've all been hitting our head before? He like he sat he like, oh like it wasn't like you got hit in like a football play, buddy. Like it was an elbow to the head, yes, but it wasn't inverted. It looked an inverted to me. I, I won't say it was intentional because I don't think it was. But he just soft S O F. And as I say this, Kentucky hits a two-run home run to take a two-to-one lead in the top of the fourth inning over the Florida Gators. So that game's getting good on SEC Network. Do we think that the Lakers? Do we think the Lakers cost themselves a chance to win the series by by by, by letting the Warriors win last night by letting by by allowing the Warriors to? Because Draymond Green, Draymond Green took it took it took it to the Lakers. He took it to the Lakers on the offensive side of on the offensive side of the floor and really. Stressed and stretched Anthony Davis into uh, into kind of a matchup problem. Do we think the Warriors have found something with the Lakers? And now with a, a three to two deficit, the Lakers are going to regret letting this game, letting last night's game go. I mean, I, I don't know how much they really let it go. I mean, I think the Warriors have known what to do. Again, like we've seen Steve Kerr a few games back, he put Jamichael Green, uh, former of course Alabama Roll player, tied. role tied to that. Jamichael Green ended up in the starting lineup in the playoffs. Um, Dray- Draymond was also there, but they kind of went at it in a way. Kev- Kevon Looney is obviously their true center, um, but he's a true center. He is, you know, a physical guy. He's obviously the guy who gave AD his little head bump, um, but he's, you know, a traditional big, and that keeps AD in the paint. When you put Jermichael Green and Draymond Green out there, you know, it spreads him out. Draymond's not a prolific shooter, but he doesn't really play, you know, right under the basket necessarily. He's only 6'7". 
And, you know, likewise with Jermichael Green, but he's a better shooter. So, you know, you've got the threat of Jermichael Green knocking down threes, which is what he did, you know, a couple games back to really stress the Lakers out. I think the the Warriors have known what to do with the Lakers for this series. It's just a matter of, you know, how well are they able to execute it? And I think that they were able to execute it well last night. Obviously, Steph was humming. A lot of guys were humming. But obviously, AD going down, going out down the stretch, you know, that put the nail in the coffin. The Lakers weren't coming back after AD left the game. So, John, tell me about this. This you guys are telling me in the break. This Corgi who's predicting the games. Uh, t- t- tell me what, what's going on here because this Corgi is a uh, nail. I guess a Nostradamus. So there is this Corgi. I believe it's on TikTok or so. A Corgi is a dog for anybody. It's way to NBA Twitter. So there is this Corgi who has it, it's like it's like a quick little video. It's like predicting the outcome of whatever predicting the outcome of the Lakers Warriors game. It shoots up this little like inflatable ball or something and there's two baskets down. It's on a staircase. So at the bottom of the stairs, there's two baskets, one for the Lakers and one for the Warriors. And this Corgi has thrown up the ball and like head like nose booped it into the correct winner's basket. It has successfully predicted the the winner of every game of this series so far, and people are losing their minds over it because, I mean, I've seen this dog before, actually. Okay, so my uh, question it, it, it is... It has done this before, and it hasn't always been right, but I guess this series, it is, it's right on the money. So my, so my question is, are they putting this video out after the games? Is it they just, just cleverly no, it's, it's, edited? it's a prediction. It's like before it came the out game. before the series started. Uh, okay, and, and so it's just said, here's... It's gonna boop the ball seven times, and we'll it's see like what happens. Cute little, it's or like we'll a see, cute we'll see if it boops one in there four times in a row or something. Yeah, it's like it's just something silly to do. It's like, oh, the Lakers will win the series four games to two because four get four balls went in the Lakers basket and two went in the. Okay, okay, and so Corgi has predicted all five, uh, all five games correctly thus far. And what's the prediction for the rest of the series? I don't know if it's. I don't know if they do it before the whole series. I think they do it before the game. So that's what makes me think right, it's got to be it fixed. So exciting. It's got to be fixed. You think so? Of course. Five games is. Uh, I'm skeptical of anything on the internet. I'm skeptical of everything on the internet. Pretty it, impressive, though. And it hasn't uh, always been right before in the past. I, but if you're putting out the. Uh, can you put out the video for the Lakers and the Warriors and just see whatever one track gets traction? And that's what. Like, it seems like you it's take e- the other one down. Right, and right, like, right, right. Delete it. I if think the, people would catch on, you know? If the Warriors come back and win this series in the seven, like the dog predicted, I think the dog is officially declared Nostradamus. The dog predicts Warriors in seven. Do you know the LeBron haters, how, how, much, how much they would love that? Up 3-1 on Steph Curry and not able to close it out. The LeBron haters, will, would you never hear the end of it. And all the Kobe stands who hate the LeBrons wearing that, that Lakers jersey anyways, they would hate it. Oh, my gosh. And, like... I find myself with mixed feelings on LeBron because, yeah, I kind of grew up with him, and I love—I I do like him. Uh, I've, I've soured on him over the last four or five years just because, just because I feel like he's gotten a little annoying ever since he left uh, Cleveland the second time. Uh, I, I, I love Miami LeBron. I love Miami LeBron. And I, I didn't mind either of the Cleveland LeBron series. Uh, he's just kind of eh with L.A. Uh, yeah. If LeBron goes out three to one, I can He's got to close it out and get the confidence. I saw. I saw yesterday that they're the favorites to win the West. Now they're the favorites, or yeah, before yesterday's game, they were the favorites to win the West. So you think that 
we talked about it earlier that the winner of the 76ers Celtics series will likely beat the winner of the Knicks and Heat series. Do we think that the winner of this uh, Lakers Warriors will, will basically knock out Nuggets and Suns? I don't think it's a sure thing. I don't think it's a sure thing at all. I mean, the Nuggets and the Suns are two great teams. So, you know, I, the Suns to start the playoffs, I think, were title favorites, you know, obviously with the Kevin Durant acquisition. But, you know, I think if I think if AD is fine, which it looks like he is, I think the Lakers in this series next game in L.A., I think it's a... Uh, I think he's got to. LeBron, he's got to for his legacy. Yeah. All right, tonight, if you're looking for anything to watch, Celtics and 76ers are going to be at 6.30 on ESPN. Nuggets and Suns right after them at 9 o'clock. But, of course, you're going to be paying attention to Alabama softball. The girls, hopefully they're going to be playing at 7 o'clock, taking on Arkansas Razorbacks. If weather allows, and right now they are playing in Fayetteville, like I said, Kentucky up 2-1 to one on the Florida Gators, bottom of the fourth inning. You'll be able to hear our ladies tonight on 97.5, MeTV 97.5, our man. Tom Canterbury and Gray Robertson call in the ball game. So we hope we hope to tomorrow we're talking about another win. We're talking about another win and able to play uh, Tennessee after that. Uh, we'll see about that. Uh, that's going to do it for us on Cup of Joe. I want to thank Derek Daniel for sponsoring our program. Derek and his son Caden can use your prayers as they're recovering from surgery. And if you want to have a little car, uh, car, uh, have home life or auto insurance, you can call him at 205-758-3391. He'd be happy to take care of you. He and his staff right there on McFarland Boulevard. So for John Muirfield and Seb Shirey, I'm Joe Gaither. We're coming up next with Big Noon Sports. We're going to have Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, and Christian Miller. This is Tide 100.9.